Hi, hello, welcome to Light Podcast. Good evening. Good evening, glad to have you on board. I'm excited to be here as well. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you. So today on Light Podcast, I have the privilege of co-hosting with Pastor Olamide Talabi. And I'm certain that it's going to be an exciting, exciting moment. Thank you so much, Pastor Olamide, for being here with us on Light Podcast, episode 8. Thanks for having me. (laughs) As always, I'm just here to learn. I'm just here to listen, just here to learn. You know, from your wealth of knowledge as we study through the scriptures, um, from Leviticus down to Numbers and all that. So I'm going to hand over the microphone to you <laughs> and, you know, just, just sit back, relax and enjoy. <laughs> okay. Um, thank you for having me. And I will, I will really love to, um, appreciate everyone who has contributed to this because it has been a blessing since day one. With every every speaker, every minister, so I'm I'm really blessed to be here. Okay, so um um let's pray. Can All we right. pray? Yes, okay. yes, of course. Okay, everlasting Father, we come to you this evening, and we ask for direction. We pray that you give us your word today. And that you will instruct us. And that at the end of the podcast, your name is glorified. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so um, we're reviewing chapter 19 to 27, yeah? Yes, yes, exactly. And the numbers, I think, one to one One to six. Yeah. Okay, so uh, let me say this before I start. I, 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 I won't really... Okay, I would like to say that I've never actually taken my time to read through the Ventipos, you know, because of the old instruction here and there, this, 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 that. I know it seemed vague, but this podcast has, has, has helped me, you know, taking my time to open my heart towards God. So really, I, I trust God concerning what He will be saying to us in this season. Yeah. Okay, let's let's just run through this. So, chapter nineteen. Um, chapter nineteen started with um the Lord talking to Moses, telling him to give an instruction to the Israelites. Yeah. Chapter one. Um, sorry, I'm talking about verse one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It says, "I am your Lord. I am the Lord your God. I am holy, so you must be holy." Mm-hmm. You know what? What I got here was that God is particular about the nature in which we operate with or pray okay. from. Yes. And then we see we see that there is emphasis on. I am holy, so you must be holy. What came to mind was imitation. Imitation. You know, like the Bible would say, um, he is the vine and we are the branches. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we see that for every everything that we are, we derive them from our source. 
So we, we see we see this as an extension, a flow, an expression of God's life in our lives. So we see it's not something that 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 will be difficult because He said, "So you must be open." It's something that flows naturally if we would if we yield. Yeah. 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 Interestingly, this this seems very similar to what God still asks us um, to do in the New Testament. It says, be thou perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. It looks like it is the same thing God has always wanted, right from the old. It's the same thing God has always wanted from us. Yeah. So we see that he's a God who maintains his nature. He's not a man that can change. What he has always wanted is what he still wants. It has not changed, yeah. So, and I see holiness as as obedience, obedience to the word of God. You know, because running through Leviticus chapter one to eighteen, God had, had he had been instructing them on what to do, how to do it, and all that. And then he floats through this, saying, "Be holy, for I am holy." And we know we know how God takes His word. The Bible says He honors His word more than His own name. So we see that it is obedience to His word, obedience to every word He gives us, because His word is life. His word is life, and it gives understanding to the simple. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So going down. Uh, okay, so going down to, I, I just want to pick things we can talk about so we don't take all day. Yeah. Yeah. So um, verse fourteen, he was talking about um, do not cause anyone who is deaf. You must not do anything to make a blind person uh. fall. You must respect your God. I am the Lord. You know, it, it keeps giving emphasis to eating as, eating as. I, I would literally say that this is telling us, you belong to me. <laughs> so really, everything that you do, whatever flows out of you, just know that you belong to me. It's not about you. It's not about you. And I believe God is instructing us to take our gift of ourselves. Mm. Yeah. Because many times we are we are more gleaned to uh, the the gifts, the gift and the the creation and we forget the mm. creator. You know, when 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 he gives us gifts and he's telling us to come commune, come come talk to me and we are like Ah, Lord, you have sent me to do this. Let me go and do it. Let me go and show that yes, this thing is working. But the, he's trying to bring a focus to the one who really matters, the source, the most important thing of all, fellowship, fellowshipping with, with our God. Because in the place of fellowship, we draw strength. Yeah. And and then we can liken this verse to talking talking about uh, the spiritually dead or spiritually deaf people. You know, he said, do not cause anyone who is deaf. So we can say, do not cause anyone who is spiritually deaf. 
and we must not make a spiritually blind person mm. fall. You, you you know what? You know, going through this, I, I remember there was a time where I and some persons we were talking, and it, it, it felt like there was so much ignorance that it was getting to me, and I was even getting more angry than than normal. So. What what came, what came to mind was that at some point you were also here, mm. so you should you should open up our hearts to people, even when it seems like they are not as mature or as sound as we would want them to mm. be. So we should not get angry with people because of their ignorance. Yeah. Yeah. Because at though at, at certain times we yes, were yes, also I totally agree with what you. we should so what, what what we should be drawn to is to seek to know how we can contribute to the development because we must respect our God mm-hmm. he is the Lord yeah yeah he is the Lord and then running through running through um, 17 17 talks about it, it, it talks about don't secretly hate any of your neighbors but tell them openly what they have done wrong so you will not be so you will not be just just as guilty of sin as they are you know many times we, we are all forgiving and we think uh, we it is justified because those persons are they are the guilty ones and we don't know that even we we will be likened to those kind of persons when we do not when we do not set uh. things aright, yeah? Yeah. So um, forgiveness is not just freedom to the persons who 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 did us wrong. Many times it is more of a course, freedom of than theirs, yeah. Yeah. So um I would I would like to say this also. Uh, chapter nineteen was he, he talked to, he, he, I, I saw that God was trying to bring a consciousness to he, himself. Himself because at, I think maybe five to six verses of this chapter, he kept saying, I am the Lord your God. I am the Lord your God. I am the Lord your God. And we know that it's it's impossible to have such a a a strength and not and not live that live that mm-hmm. expression of life, yeah? yeah. And then we see that God is is very active mm-hmm. in the affairs of man. You know, running through Leviticus one to nineteen, you know, it was it was very detailed about certain things he didn't want, certain things he wanted, uh, what, how, how it should be carried out, you know, principles, procedure, code, uh, code of conduct of the yeah. kingdom and all other things. So we see that it's very particular about everything. So at every point in time, we should know that God is particular about those little things in which we do not even pay attention to. He's particular about our relationships. It's particular about our ideas. It's particular about our thought pattern. It's particular about our views towards things, towards subjects. It's particular about how we react, how we respond to things, how we respond to situations, how we respond to people. 
So it's not just in. It's not just in. Okay, I, I am like this. I am like that. You know, many times you are like, um, I, this is yeah. who I am. I can't help it. And 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 someone someone said you need to let you need to let that down. The I the I you need to let it go because it is it is magnifying itself above the knowledge of God. You need to let that self die mm-hmm. so God can be seen. Eh? Uh, and and I would like to uh, two things I want to say before we move to chapter twenty. Uh, I, I I noticed in from Leviticus one, you, you know I keep going back to Leviticus one through yeah. Leviticus eighteen. I noticed I believe this is what God is bringing to our heart today. I noticed that there were times in which God would call Moses and He would give him instruction. Yeah. And then I noticed there were certain times in which he included Aaron. I noticed that for every time he included Aaron, it was more of the physical than Mm. the spiritual. Here is the the message. One, God does not want a one-man superstar. He wants a... He wants every. He, I mean, he does not want anyone to be mm. a one-man superstar, as to most. Mm. Yes. So he wants everyone to come to him. You know, when when in Exodus, when he was saying he, he, he would pour his presence yeah. and everyone would hear him, we we, we could see he wanted to communicate with mm. every single person, but because of their unbelief and their supposed mm-hmm. righteous fear. They didn't want to come. They didn't want to commune with him. So I see here that God wants us, as 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 many as possible, to come to him. He wants to talk to us, but then it's based on the capacity mm. in which we carry. Yeah. Because it, it, for for it, for every time Aaron was there, he was talking about the body, those who who had physical body sickness, those who about what they would eat, the 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 animals that we are allowed to eat, you know, basically. And I was wondering why God couldn't call Moses and Aaron when he wanted to give instructions concerning Aaron's mm. Aaron's son yeah. that died. Why 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 couldn't he call Aaron? Basically mm. it was his capacity. He couldn't have handled God's God's communion mm. as to that subject. So I believe we this prayer we should always pray is that God should enlarge our capacity because we, you, we never, you know the Bible talks about how God will never give us what we cannot handle because he will, he, will, he will not want to he will not want to open us to certain dimensions that will destroy us yeah yes, yes. so he, he would want he would want us to be able to digest and Literally wait on him to understand those things, but it's based on capacity mm-hmm. being built. That that's one, and then two. Um, I I noticed the the, the Bible was talking about the fear of God. Fear God. When you fear God, you will treat your the blind well. You will treat the deaf well. And you know, I was under administration, and the minister spoke about how God would give us a balanced life as to the as this as to these two aspects: the fear and the love of God. 
the fear and the love of God. You know, basically, it was just explaining how the fear of God puts us in check. It constrains us from doing certain things that we know won't glorify God. Those things that God would not approve of. And the love of God gives us capacity to be able to do those extraordinary things and even run uh-huh. to the place of worship here. And we notice that many times when people fall into heresy or they begin to operate with the spirit of error, it is because one or the other has outweighed mm-hmm. the other. Yeah? So we, we see it's either uh, the place of error where the fear of God is now much more than the love of God. And then we see that the place of, of communion is not well well addressed so we see God as high and lofty too far away to communicate with and then in the place of the love of God being outwearing the fear of God we see and people begin to say that they can do anything and then it's okay it's okay the grace covers it all do you understand what I'm trying to say Yes, I, I totally okay. understand you. So yes, do yes, yeah, so yeah, I totally agree. Same time. Oh, okay. So um, run through. Yeah. Yeah. And to, to, to go back to what you said earlier about you know God not calling Aaron um during that time when his, his child died yeah. and all those things. Um, if there's if there's one that I've seen about God all through the book of Leviticus is the maintaining of order. Of, of hierarchy, you know, as much as Aaron was the priest, Moses Very was the true. leader, and speak to Moses to speak to Aaron, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, God, tell Aaron to tell the people that. I mean, of course, yeah. God speaks to Aaron, but the hierarchy is the leader. I would talk to Moses, and Moses would communicate to the yeah. next in command, and this is basically leadership lessons that we can pick up from God that the hierarchy has to be maintained. If you're running an organization, the the, the flow always has to be there. If you if you want to give a um, reach out to the CEO, the letter has to go there to the secretary, down there to the CEO. So there is that hierarchy of, of, of things and God always yes, follows the hierarchy. Is. The times when follow the hierarchy are times when it would have all of them there. But still, the hierarchy is there because Moses will be there and Aaron yeah. will be there to, you know, and and then instruct them to speak yeah. to the people. So I I think God is passionate about leadership, and that's one thing that I I I you know particularly see yeah. uh, as I read through the book of yeah, the Oh, all right. So let's go to chapter okay. twenty and yeah. the other chapters. So um. Basically, chapter twenty was a um, it was about you know warning the people against worshiping idols. It was about um, punishment for sexual sins and the rest. You know what I picked from from this chapter was separation unto God, separation unto God. Because when we come to the place of being separate, we are we are more. We are more focused on God and not other things. Like I said earlier, you know, it, it takes our gaze off ourselves, our, our, our capability. It takes our gaze off things on the physical. 
it brings our focus on you know god is mighty power because we see that these were the people who saw the 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 seed parted they were the ones who received manna from god they were the ones who water came out of the brooks so we we see that it was it was separating them as far this is not just what i'm giving you we see that it was talking about the promised land so it was not it was more than just the physical things in which they could attribute to or they could associate with but it was much more about the promises of god which was going to be eventually yes so mm. uh, what 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 jumped out for me was separation unto god holiness and how how god is particular about what what we do even in our bodies yes because you know we we know that um, man is 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 like god he has he is a spirit he has a soul and he lives in a body and you know the expressions in which will come out of the body is what is in the heart and the soul so we see god trying to bring their consciousness to the things of the spirit as far normally manna will not fall from heaven where 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 recorded it's not possible these things don't just happen they are not they are not things that you can just um snap your hands and they just happen but we see that is bringing consciousness to the mm. things of the spirit how can a staff pass directly it is it is it is beyond the staff it's about this god this god who is able to do this god who is able to to do whatever he chooses to do so basically that was yes that was what mm. um, spoke uh, Yeah yeah and I would like to say something you know I saw I saw a quote he, he spoke about religion is a guy in church thinking about fishing religion is a guy in church mm. thinking about fishing but relationship is a guy out fishing thinking about god So the, con- mm-hmm. the consciousness mm-hmm. is about what you are thinking about, not where you are. Yes, not your physical location, not what, not the situation. Like they will say, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't rejoice in filthiness or you don't rejoice in sorrow. You, you, it is from from the place of victory, from the place of victory. You may not mm. see it, but it's from the place of victory that we connect to God. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Basically, that, yeah. And and if if we look at this quote, yeah. this quote you just you just made, I I think it goes directly to the Israelites. I mean, it, it shows us that they were actually yeah. practicing religion. Um, religion is a guy in church thinking about the yeah. thinking about fishing, and we saw how that. The fact that the Israelites were in the camp of God, yeah. you know, in the tents of God, they were thinking Very about. Very true. So they they were in God's church. They were in the church, but they were thinking about yeah. their past life. Yeah. And I, I think we believers like that that are in the church, but they are still thinking about the times when they used to club. They still, you know, they are still reaching out their hands yeah. to their past life and the life of. 
the, the worldly people out. And, and so we see a sharp, a sharp comparison between many believers today and yeah. the Israelites in the wilderness. And when we read through numbers, we are always like, I mean, when I, when I get out, like, what's wrong with these people? Like, how can people harden? But, you know, looking at these quotes and putting yeah. everything together, it's just almost the same thing we have today. And thank you for God's mercy. Because if not, a lot of people would have been talking about And you right know, now. this is the time where Jesus has been revealed. So there is, we, we, we are to understand even much more than those people because they did not have the spirit abide with them to direct them at all points in time. But we have it. So we don't have any excuse to say, okay, well, maybe it's because of what I'm going through or, or whatever. Because people went through it there also. Mm. So I, I, I trust God help us mm. to align ourselves with God. Because basically, we, we, we know one thing is sure, that God is permanent. And other things are temporal. They are temporal. We see situations come and go. We see seasons come and go. We see patterns come and go. But what remains is God. What remains is God. He is the one who never change. The Bible says he, 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 is, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we see that he never changes. No, instructions may change. He never change. So I think we have that consciousness that God is, he is an unchangeable God who changes people. Yeah, that's another thing. That he is able to change us from inside out. You know, because many times we want to live from the outside in. And it doesn't work. it doesn't work mm. it doesn't work because we're trying to do it by our strength, by our intellect, by by reasoning and all. But he's saying, just have to trust me. Mm. I am the one. I'm the source, so I can guide you in all things, even in you know in in those little little things that you want to stop. Let me let let me work with you. Don't work alone on this. Let me work with you. So I, I, I believe that that is the consciousness is bringing us to the place of fellowship. The place of fellowship. Yeah. Mm. Um, do you have anything before we go down to 21? No, no, not okay. at all. Not at all. So 21, we see, we see God talking to Moses about um, the, uh, the things concerning Aaron's sons and all that. And let me just sum, summon it up. What, what, what came to me was consecration, yeah? Because it, it, it was instruction mm. on what, what they should do, what they should not do, how they, should, how they would stay clean and all that, consecrating themselves to God. So we see that God is particular about the art that ministers to him. Is particularly about the act that ministers to him. And I, I see this in recent times where we want to we, we want to talk to God and we are in a hurry. We are in a hurry. We 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 just want to fulfill our righteousness to be able to say, So when your friend asks you as far, have you when was the last time you prayed and you're like, uh-uh, I just prayed twenty minutes ago. So you can say you are updated with God, but you are actually not. So we see, we see God calling our consciousness to a place of of being separate unto Him. The Bible says in Psalm 91 that He that dwells in the secret place 
not he that goes and comes back, not he that strolls in as he likes, but it is about he that dwells. So there is there there is a there is a place of dwelling. You you know um in the past in the past I think three weeks God was God was basically talking to me about how intimacy, so to say, it's not it's not as easy as some people put it. Intimacy is not as easy as how many people would describe it. He was telling me how intimacy takes time. You know, many times we maybe we are open to such knowledge, and we want to we want to be we want to be operating in those things. We are eager, and we want to function and all that. And he's telling you as far, take your time with me. Take your time with me. And we are like, Lord, I'm already open to this. Let me let me work. Let me work in it. So we we see. I I see God calling us to the place of of. Um, they they will say self abandonment. Yes, that it's not about the times, the hours we have spent with God. It's not about the the quantity of time, but the quality of time. The quality of time that we are communi- we are communing with God, and our heart is as sincere as that of a child to receive from God and to commune commune with God. To be open to instructions, to be open to ministering to God, you know, magnifying Him, but not just what He does, because we know that He does things, but for who He is as well. So it is a place of 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 understanding that intimacy takes time. You know, when we, when we start praying at times, we are like, oh, other people are praying hundred hours, and we we only do ten. If only we can be consistent with that ten minutes. If only we can be consistent with that ten minutes. You, you know, they would say that. Uh, I, I think it was on this podcast. Someone said, um, "Praying consistently uh, ten minutes every day for a month is better mm. than praying an hour in one, one as far an hour." Yes. So yeah. I believe God, God is calling us to the place of intimacy. Yes, it may take time. The, at, at the first communion, you may not get all that you want, but keep keep abiding, keep staying. We can we can only. Bible talks about how yeah. we, when we abide in Him, we are able to produce much fruits. We are the ones with the fruits, mm. not Him. That which hmm. not not hmm. divine, yeah. Hmm. It's the branch. So basically, yeah. we need to we need to yeah. stay. There, there is. I believe he has given unto us that staying power. Only if we can open ourselves to this staying power, a, a place to stay, a place to stay, so we can produce fruit. You 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 know over the years he he, he spoke with me concerning how we are more swift to doing than becoming. You know, many times we just want to do this so people will know I am working with God. We want to do this so people will know I am correct with God. We want to say this so that people will know that I have the knowledge of God and all that. But is it reflecting in our lives? Are we are we, are we living that life? Or are we just communicating what we've heard and we've not practiced it? So there's a, yeah, so there's a place 
of staying, staying to become, to become just like him. Yeah. So, yeah. And and one one thing, um, you know, I I just thought about now is, you know, when you were talking, you said in chapter twenty, um, I think nineteen and twenty, um, you said God was emphasizing yeah. on sanctification, and from twenty one. Two twenty-two, we see God emphasizing yeah. on consecration, and I think this is once from us as believers, the sanctification and consecration, um, not only for those who are called into ministry, but especially for them, but majorly for all believers that yeah. we can be sanctified, that is set apart, then consecrated, and is yeah. totally given uh, to Him, and these these are the things. Of of course, like I said in the last pod, in the last um, last podcast. Although this is the law, yeah. this is the era of the law, um, under the law, but the, the law just points us to the truth. It points us to the light. It helps yeah. us see the mind of God. Maybe, maybe not the rules exactly. We may not follow the rules um, um, as it were, but we can yeah. see the heart of God, yeah. the intention of the mind of God as we read yeah. through the book of the law. And I think that that's one of the things that has made um, reading the Old Testament interesting for me um, when, when I do read it uh, is the fact that it's not about the, the yeah, rules, it's about the exactly, mind of God. Exactly. <laughs> the same thing God has asked for in New Testament is the same thing we're seeing here. In fact, if you look through Leviticus um, um, 19 verse 18, you see there, but you shall love your yeah. neighbor as yourself. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. More that Jesus Christ brought is in the Old Testament, but most times we overlook these things because, of course, everybody says the law is the law. The truth is, what we're looking at when we read the law is the mind of God, and the mind of God that we've read, you know, from Leviticus 19 um, downward, we see that God is emphasizing on yeah. our sanctification and our creation yeah. towards Him. And um, as believers, New Testament believers, though we are under grace. We need to still be aligned. Um, we need to keep um, aligned with the mind and of God, you know. So we should be sanctified and consecrated at all points in time, you know. That that that's very insightful. Yeah. Thank you. And you know about this um, law and grace thing. You know what I've come to understand is that when we walk with the Holy Spirit, He He He, he gracefully helps us to walk in the mind of God as regarding what he would have us do part-time you know there there, there, are, there are times where he would tell us to stay off certain things like stay off tv stay off um maybe um obviously talking bad about others and you know helping our hearts towards um, our daily lives so basically like you said it's about the mind of god and the mind of god you know like the bible says that the holy spirit will show us reveal all things to us about him so basically it is the same it is the same mind of god that has been in the days of old that we see have here but he helps us to understand it better to know that we can gracefully flow from that understanding and not as a law, as per what you have to do, making it work from outside in, yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. so basically, that. Um, 
already 35 minutes. <laughs> okay, let's, let's go to uh, chapter 22. Chapter 22. Okay, so this, this was to the priest as well. This was to the priest as well. And what, what I got mm-hmm. was their service. Their service. Service to God. Service to God. You know, um, service to God basically, it's not about the the activities like like we many times see. It's not in the activities, but it's about the fellowship in like basically it's like we're just going over this thing of fellowship, intimacy. Because many times even these activities they take us from God's face. Like and it's it's like we're we're functioning outside the will of God. But because it seems like, okay, it's God's thing, and we still feel that we are in check, I think that there's a need for us to check part time where we are. Uh, what, what, what is the motive? What is the motive? What is God saying about this? What, 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 what is God's mind towards this that I am doing? And then I think we need to, we need to be honest with ourselves. You know, the Bible says that. The pure in art and the contrite spirit, the Lord will not reject. So there, there's a place of coming to God as as open as possible to understand what we are doing. Because many times we find ourselves in false school, but the fear of what people say than what God will us do, that is more obvious to us. So I believe this place of service is about God, God and God alone, not about what I think I should be doing for God, not about what what I think would be God, but it's about what God will have me do part time. Yeah. Have me do time. We see that he was talking about how uh, certain persons should not touch certain things, which will help them, which would render them unclean so it's not about it's not about the the multitude of duties or the multitude of activities we're talking about how they should not eat any of the holy food or wash their or if let, let's go to, let's go to um eight verse eight a priest must not eat any animal that died by itself or that by white animals. If he eats mm. that animal, he will he will be unclean. And we see that there were there were places where he said that out of the animals that were sacrificed, um, the priest would eat yes, at a certain mm-hmm. at a certain location. So it's not about the activity; it's about the mind of God towards that that situation. It's about the mind of God towards that sin that is before us. I, I hope mm. you do understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I, I totally understand. Because if we look at it, we see that some of these laws were for the health benefit of the people. Um, even to you today, a lot of uh, um, um, cultures, you know, do not eat um, meat and um, animals that have died yeah. that they didn't kill by people. Yeah. You know, even to you today. and it's not about the law it's just about what is um hygienic hygienic you know and and 
you just see that most men don't actually just care about these people. That's why he gave them the law. Yeah. You know, not it's a punishment. So, yes, I I, I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Um. Can we can we run run through twenty four quickly? Yes. Yes. Of course. What did you say about chapter twenty two, twenty three? No, I. I think we've looked at 22. There is in 23 that actually um, I actually wanted to mention okay. was uh, um, about verse 22 of chapter 23. Um, okay. First of all, let me mention that from 23 we began to see the feasts, several yeah, feasts, food, um, Sabbath, Passover, unleavened bread, feast of weeks, okay. feast of trumpets, day of men, feast of tabernacles, bread of the tabernacle. And also feast, you know, and when you when you look through all those things, just say thank God, thank God, thank God. <laughs> like finally we can rejoice. <laughs> thank God. You know, I, I can't imagine that we are, we are doing all these things, you know, specifically as an instruction. Mm. Um what caught me is verse twenty two of chapter twenty three. Um, um Okay. He says that when you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not wholly reap the corners of your field when you reap, yeah. nor shall you gather meaning from your harvest. Yeah. You shall leave for a stranger. I am the Lord your God. This was this was amazing. Um, first of all, it showed us that there will be a, that there will be always be poor in our midst. I mean, yeah. um, not to, to speak bad to anybody, but it's the truth. Uh, no matter how blessed. The body of Christ is there will always be those who are poor, yes. and that will be choose to be the ones who are poor. But there will always be people who are poor. We can choose not to be those ones. Very um, <laughs> but the second thing that that caught me was the fact that God has them in mind. That's why the fact that they are the poor, yeah. God has them in mind, and He expects us to take care of them. Yeah, that that's, that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um. God expects us to take care of the poor. Now, first off, the third thing is this. It says for the poor and for the stranger. That means first of our attention is drawn towards the poor in our midst. Yes. Before the outside. Yeah. Now, if we go to the New Testament, we see a similar scripture that talks about that, that you should first of all take care of the people in the Your household. Yes. Yeah. You know, so this means that one of the responsibilities that we have as believers is first to take care of the poor in our midst and then also take care of the outsiders or those who are not part of us yeah. and this instruction in the, in the old testament is still um, very much um, 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 what is in vogue you know in the new testament when jesus was talking he said that you shall always have the poor among you i mean they would still be among you people who are poor and you you have time to take care of them yeah you know and and so we saw um, paul talking and say that take care of those who are poor among you first yeah. you know um, um in the household of, of christ first yeah. so every believer listening to this must always understand that as you're planning your life you're planning your future everybody wants to be rich and wealthy and and all that um um one of the things that all, all sh- we should also plan for is to take care of the poor amongst us. Yeah. Yes, I, I, I want to be kingdom givers, um, which is what God wants us to do. And this this is very instructive. We should pay our tithes. We should give our offerings. 
we should partner with the church financially. We should give to the advancement of the give to church projects and all those yeah. things. But in the midst of all these givings, we should not neglect to give to the people yeah, who are lacking in the Christ. Yeah. Very important. That we take note of and that 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 struck me you know um when i when when i read it in the verticals yeah so I, I think i think that's the major thing and then in the in chapter 17 i wanted to talk about okay and and you know when when we were talking what what actually came to mind after that was how god puts us in a way in the midst of darkness to shine forth because mm. yes because it's not you don't need to complain about our location the people who are surrounded with and we don't know that we are the solution even to those people around us to start with. Mm. you know when the bible was saying uh, go in, um go into the world you know what where he started with was go into where the household the jerusalem judea yeah. samaria so it starts with our location, our present location, where we find ourselves before we then go out to the world or beyond our location to, you know, make impact. Impact starts where we are. So it's like, like the Bible says, it's in the little things that will magnify, that will magnify even in the big things. You know, faithful with little. Be faithful with little. You, we don't, we don't. We have a million naira before we give. Even in the little we have at the moment that we give to people, that's how he, he can trust us even with resources and he sees us as 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 responsible managers of his resources. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's it for. Yeah. That's it for me. Okay. Okay. So let's run through. Chapter twenty-four. Um, chapters in in Leviticus. What? I said perhaps the shortest chapter in Leviticus. Like Leviticus is just long, long, long. Me, you, you just be seeing just how many verses, yeah. something and the rest. Oh Lord. Okay, um, <laughs> let's just. Okay, um, what? Another thing, let me quickly jump to um, chapter 25. Yeah. Chapter 25, it was talking about how, um, what would, what should happen before, um, what would happen after they've entered into the promised land. You know, the instruction of um, the Sabbath day, the seventh day being the Sabbath day. And it spoke about yeah. how the seventh year should be a Sabbath year. Okay. And it goes on yeah, okay. even in the multitude of those seven. When it, it when it gets it is Sabbath as well. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. We see that at every point in time is bringing our minds to the place of rest. The place of mm. the place of rest. And this can be likened to, you know, um retreats. You know, many times we have we have worked ourselves. We have given so much knowledge. We've given all all that we are, and it seems at certain point in time we feel empty. There is a need to rest. There is a need to go back. There is a need to retract from the supposed supposed activities and the whole thing and go commune because I, I see that 
at those points in time, for those years, there were times to relax. They were not going to be working, but they were going to be eating of the natural fruits. Mm. So it was it was like this is the time to rest, to strategize. You know, like um, 2020 was a year of rest, basically, for us as as to keep going. It's a Sabbath year <laughs> because we. We we had a lot of plans for the year to start with January. Everybody was like this year. We 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 we, we kill goals. We will execute things and contracts. And then the pandemic just started, and it seemed like like we're not going to you know we're not going to survive and all. Basically, it was and many people. Do you know the beautiful thing? Many people actually fulfilled even far beyond their goals for 2020. Many people I came across reasoning that they were able to sit down to see what what was working to evaluate critically what was what wasn't to be honest with ourselves where we were la- lagging what we needed our weaknesses and our strengths and it was able it was able to help us launch even better with understanding. Yeah. That this, the, um, basically was bringing our minds to the place of a place of 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 peace that we that we can we can sit down and just evaluate how our lives are. You, you know, I, I was listening to um, a sermon by Jumoke Adenowo, an architect, and a, a pastor as well. She was just talking about how. In in her in her own view, she had not fulfilled half of what she was called to do. But she felt there was a need to, you know, sit down, evaluate herself, see what she needs to do, see what she needs to do well, see what her purpose is supposed to direct her to at every point in time. But do not mm. in the multitude of, of activities, but in in, in purpose driven that our purpose. Our 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 lifestyle, um, what God will have us do, is dictating what we do at every point in time. You know that that spoke spoke volume to me. And funny, as far I, 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 I was so I was so shocked, you know, because I I, I I I discovered that there was a thing as Brexit. I don't know if you've heard about it, Brexit. About yes, yes, yes. Europe yeah, and Britain, and yeah. it, yes, Europe and Britain. How I think in um, every five years they are able to open the borders of their of their countries and they are able to they are able to let their families come in to come dwell with them and they are able to even receive their citizenship as early as possible. Uh. So we, we we see that this this brings us to the place of rest, and it gives it gives opportunity to to reunion the reunion of believers, reunion of you know the household of God abundance, and you know it, it was it was amazing when God was talking about how if they had you know for the six years of working and off. For that seventh year, they could actually enjoy goodness to the extent that it would even cover up for two years to come in two years' time. Yeah, yeah. So I was, it, it was, 
as far I was like, how how is this possible? You you you've been you've been planting, you've been sowing, and you've been reaping. So the year in which you will not sow is now the year where there's so much abundance. Yeah. So I, I, another thing which spoke volume to me again was where the Bible was talking about how Israelites, even when they are in debt and they give themselves as slaves, they are not regarded as slaves. Yes, 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 yes. yes. But the foreigners, they are regarded as slaves. So it's like God is so particular about his people. And you know, many many people will say it's um, preferential treatment or so, but it is his people. He can't help it. It is his branch. It is his body. Like they will say, Mm. he is particular about his body. Even the physical mm. body of Jesus, a wealthy man had to come to claim it, so it could be given a a, a a a a a what's the word? A befitting burial. Yeah. yeah. So we see how particular he is about his body, not just the body of of Jesus, the literal body of Jesus, but also the body of Christ. Now we the we being the church. How is particular about us, and he, he does not want anything to put us down, or even you know, as they would say, you know, the the, the devil is trying to work things out that would that would make um, hell, you know, come into church and then things like that. And we we see how God was saying that the the gate of hell shall not prevail against this church. So we see how God is particular about his church. So I think we need to bring that to our consciousness that God is particular about us. God is particular yeah. about me because I know him. I don't know about God. I know him. I know him for who he is. You know, many people, they say they know God, but what they know is just about him. They don't know him from his own point of view. Point of view, rather. Yes. Yeah. So this time- and and- I wanted to mention, you know, what, what you just said. I, I, I said I was going to talk about it. Okay. The fact that people could not be used as slaves. Yeah. And it takes us back again to the mind of God and how God wants us to relate to ourselves as believers. Now, someone may listen to this and, and um, feel like this is unfair or this is, um, um, we're preaching something wrong. But the truth is, Believers must come to a point where we can stand for ourselves as believers. Yeah. We can ourselves, you know, people say, "Oh, you're being um, there's, there's this word they call it now. You're being fanatic. Um, um, you're being a fanatic. You're being a religious fanatic, and all that." Yeah. I think that's that's what we should be religious fanatics, yeah. such that we stand for ourselves. Yeah. If 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 I have a job opportunity. And there's a Christian and a Muslim or a person who is not a Christian, both applying for the job. So long as the Christian is qualified to an yes. Now, he may not be as qualified as the other person, but he's qualified to an extent. Being a Christian puts him, you know, a leverage. gives him a leverage. I think we need to come to that point as believers yeah. where that is. If I have money to give out, I have a, I have two friends who, are, who who do not have money and they both need money. Um, one is a Christian, the other is not a Christian. My first preferential, uh, my first 
point of giving should be the one who is a Christian. I just feel like being a believer, you know, we need to come to a point where being a believer is an advantage. Yeah. Economical Yeah. Um, very true. A political advantage. And, and we see this in the other religion. Muslims would vote Muslims into power mm. because they are Muslims. And nobody, nobody cares about if you're competent or not. You're Muslim, okay. Green in, you know. Um, I, I think the believers need to come into that regard also. God says that none of His people can be used as slaves by another of His people. So we can't be in church and treat ourselves like strangers. Um, I, I think that we need to change the old system whereby I don't know. Probably somebody will listen to this thing, and this will be. A passion that will burn in your heart, and this might just be the message you go out to preach. Very true. Uh, Very true. Your purpose in life to to change the narrative and let believers see that it is the believers first, yeah. and we need to those right as believers. And you know that, that's that's that, that that I wanted to mention that, and it might sound somehow, yeah. but if we look, you know, see that that is actually what God wants us to do. And and I would I would like to add this to it. You know, um, I I see God particular not just about the kingdom of heaven but also the kingdom of God. Um, I, I I would explain this in this wise. You know, of course we know that God saved us and all, and then eventually we would make heaven. But we are still on the earth, and there there is yeah. a need to conquer the nations. So we see that. In this aspect, where, like you said, when it comes to employment and all other things, we know that these people can be trusted because we understand their source. We know that, yes, we know that they can be trusted because of of the integrity they have in in, in the person of Jesus. We 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 see that they are there is more leverage because there is an understanding of certain things and value which needs to be which needs to be brought up mm-hmm. yeah so we see that there is a need to uphold certain things because really you know for every person that um that that functions in an office there is a certain uh, unction or there is a certain spirit that they function with so we we see that mm-hmm. this is a leverage as a believer you have you have a leverage over other persons actually in the real sense, we're not just trying to be, you know, um, partial or whatever. This is not to negate mm-hmm. the fact that even as believers, we need to be competent because a true believer cannot be incompetent in the area it's called to be. Yeah, yeah. Because as as God is particular about our spiritual life, there will be times, there are many times, you know, while we are preparing for exams and we are praying, it's, it's like, okay, but don't talk in, go study your book. So we, we see that it's particular about everything. So we see that a true believer is not just communicating with God, but he knows those values in which needs to be built up. He, he knows those things to be up, those things which he needs to uphold, those things in, in, in which he needs to function in. Those differences supposed to make. So basically, I just yeah. felt I should chip that in. I just, that that brings the balance to the whole um, equation. Yeah. You know that yes, we have an advantage. We are supposed to. We should come to a point where we have an advantage. Yeah. Um, because of 
in Jesus because of the relationship we have with Jesus. Yeah. And and that in fact that relationship we have with Jesus should make us be qualified people, competent people. Yeah. Um where where we else. Yeah. You know, uh, and that is the balance to it. Alright, so we, we, we one hour gone already. Um we said so much and I don't know how much we can take um <laughs> Again, especially for the five minutes, um, we have fifteen minutes extra. So let's see. Can we can we jump to numbers? Do you have anything special you want to share with us in numbers? Um. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You um. Let me just put um. There there are some things I would like to share concerning Leviticus before we move to numbers, but I would like to just compress them all. Is that okay? Okay. Let. Yeah. Fine. Fine. Awesome. Okay. So in the in the remaining chapters of Leviticus, I noticed there were times where God was talking about how five persons who put hundred persons to flight, and and how hundred persons who put a thousand to flight. And we see that even now in the New Testament, it's now even much more. It's even much yeah. more. And basically, it was I I believe he he was explaining. A life with God and a life without God. That even you, you know, it came, it came to mind that many times we see a lot of rich persons and we think they are satisfied. We think they are successful, successful as in fulfilled. But it's not true. It's not true because you know, in 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 chapter twenty six, it spoke about how certain persons will still have food, but they will not be satisfied. Hmm. So it brings me to the knowledge that. The true satisfaction can only be found in God. You know how the Bible spoke about we having good success, even as believers. So there can be success, but good success is that satisfaction that 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 you see you see your life being fulfilled. You see your life um, being spent on what what has been spoken concerning you. So yeah, so that came to me, and then dedicating ourselves. That there is a need, there is a need to 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 lose sight of every person in 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 a way. Every person that it's not about um, maybe my friends work with God that I'm concerned about. You know, comparing many times we compare ourselves with our friends, especially. You know, when, when we understand what is going on with them and we're like, she's maybe making it way, um, certain persons are fulfilling destiny more than us. And it's like we are caught up with that spirit of jealousy. There's a place to understand. There's a place to focus on our own work with God. It's not about other people's work with God. Because even comparison brings, it brings suffering. Because we begin to lose sight of those things that are working for us. We begin to lose sight of how far God has brought us. Yes. So I just I, I just felt I needed to um, bring that up. And about numbers, yes, let me just compress numbers. What, about numbers, what came to mind was that God is particular about every every unit. He's particular mm. about every unit. It's particular about every family. It's particular about every nation. It's particular about every pillar. Because all these things come together just for one purpose, to bring glory to God. So there is there is nothing 
you know many many people many people many elderly people that I I I I need to speak with especially about politics you know what what they keep telling what they keep you know talking about is that politics is a dirty game and then um, a believer should not be there well I I quite disagree because the god is particular about everything god would not tell us to pay attention or obey authorities if is so particular about God mm. to honor the instructions of the government when when it when it comes to you know when it comes to doing things and also God being particular about every every unit is particular about every unit is particular about every family is particular about every individual You know, just as he sent them forth, how how some some persons were in front of the of the the tabernacle, how some persons were behind. It brought to mind that there is a there is our we have our own sphere of influence. There is a place that the Lord has instructed us to be. And we need to be there because only when we are there, that's when we make impact. That. Yeah. That's where we begin to make the difference in which we want to see. You know, many many times we see people um, succeeding in maybe the economy, succeeding in media, and maybe the Lord is now calling us to family, and and we're like, what what is to family that that everybody does not understand, and we are we are just not content, we are not. We are not. We are not content with what God has given us, where He has placed us. But we need to understand mm. the reason. There's the reason why we are there, because you know, yeah. you know, every every everyone is called to a place, and like a pillar, we of pillars, well placed at the appropriate. Yes, that mm-hmm. we, we are able to raise these things up, okay. and you know the Bible spoke. Yeah. Um, it spoke about how eventually we will be able to say that the kingdoms of this world is the kingdom of our Lord. So it's particular about every kingdom. It's particular about every location. So at every mm-hmm. point in time, we should always know where the Lord has called us to be. And then we should not allow strife come come up, and we begin to say, "Ah, why am I not in the place that seems to be raining?" You know, many people say, "I want to be like a salesman," but they don't know that he's in his place of torment. And there is no matter no matter what we do, if we're not called to that place, we cannot be fulfilled. There is an understanding of our location, our location for impact and influence. Yeah. yeah. Mm, very true. I, I totally agree with you, and you know, I, I didn't see it like you said it now because you know, um, when we look at it, God instructed the tribes that are in front, yeah. the next tribe, the next tribe, the tribe that was coming last, that is Dan, and the other tribes, and you yeah. know, every one of us have a place where. We have been assigned to yeah. in the kingdom of God. That, that's very instructive. That's very instructive. Numbers, numbers, numbers. Okay, uh, chapter five. Chapter five was talking about restitution. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, and he was talking about how 
we can deal with jealousy. Mm. So yeah. basically, it, it brings me to the knowledge that God is particular about everything, mm. like, like about everything. How we feel towards certain things, how we feel towards mm. certain situations, and or God is particular about that. And you know, the the Bible says that we do not have a an high priest who is not touched as far. He has been he has been tested and he has been trusted. So so basically we know that he understands all that we go through and he has made a he has made a way of escape for us. You know the, the Bible will say that even when we are tempted, there are ways of escape that the Lord makes available to us. So so that we are able to bear those temptations. So God God sees he sees that there are certain times where it will seem like we're struggling with certain things. And you, um, let, let me let me read let me read let me read chapter um verse six. He says tell tell this to the Israelites. You might do something wrong to another person. When you do that you are really sinning against God. So you are guilty of of doing wrong. You must confess that sin. You must confess that sin. Then you you must fully pay for that wrong thing you did. You know what came what came to mind concerning um I, I, I know that um it it seems like we are breaking we will be breaking um some tables but I, I trust God to help us break it perfectly. You know, many times you will say that um, we do not, um, as believers, we should not confess our sins. You know, some some person will say that um, even when I sin, it's okay, um, it doesn't bother God, and all all those things. You know, what has come to my mind is that it is not about we and other people; it is about we and God. And and like we would understand, I think. Basically, when God tells us to confess, yeah. it is not. It is not about. Um, many times, it is about believers confessing to to God, talking to God about what they've done. It's just. It's just. I explain it. It's bringing our minds to okay. I have done wrong. I, I, I moved away from God's point of view, and now I'm back to uphold His point of view. Because you know, many, many, many times we are like, um, God, um, yes, I did wrong, but I'm not going to talk about it with God. We are just going to flow from that and all those things that it's it's not wrong. God wants to see our heart towards those things. Have we have we have we come to the place of accepting his own standard? Accepting his own standard. Yes, maybe maybe we stole. Maybe I stole yesterday, and then I I, I want to talk to God today because I want to fellowship, and I come to God. Um, when coming to God, I I come upholding God's standard, even concerning the wrong I did yesterday. That yes, God does not like people who steal. I am not supposed to steal because stealing is wrong. God does not like stealing. Do you understand? So, so many people, it's not, it's not as per calling people together to confess yes, as yes, per yes, come and see or see what I have done. Because what I've come to understand is that 
sinners, sinners, unbelievers, they come to confess the lordship of God. But we confess our wrongs to God. So, so it, it's bringing ourselves to the, the place of the mind of God. Because we know that for unbelievers, the Lord wants to save. He does not want anyone to perish. So what, what they confess is the lordship of the Lord over them. What they have accepted, the faith in Christ Jesus. And we, we are able to, at every point in time, check, you know, the Bible talks about um, working out your salvation with fear and trembling. It is in fixing our work with God, basically, as to every matter God would have a say over, over certain things, over masturbation, over sexual sins, over, over how we prioritize some sins, grace over, grace over the power of God, or grace over the love of God, or grace over the fear of God. You know those things. So basically, yes. So I, I just felt there was a need to share that, and I trust God that yeah. it, will expand, it, will, it will expand it even in our heart and explain it more to us. Amen, amen. And you know, one, one, one thing that we look yeah. at um, in that, that um, yeah. verse that you brought out, that's um, Numbers 5 with, um, to 7, is that um, yes. There's something about repentance. It has to be followed up by action. And yes. we are no longer under the law, whereby um, we need to work to be saved. But I think that people is still yes. that we, yes. we need to act. Faith. There needs to be a follow up action after our confession. And that means that exactly. Yes. If I confess my sin, um, my action should follow up. There should be a follow up action. Which need to drop a lot of things. I mean, need to do a lot of things. You know, that's looking at it in salvation wise. Now, looking at it in our relationship with people, which is what was actually happening in the in this chapter um, originally. If I offend somebody yeah. and I am truly sorry about it, uh, there needs to be a follow up action. Um, yes, yeah. I need to be able to go and meet the person and say I'm sorry. That's a follow up action. I need to be able to, if possible, get a gift to the person. I say, I'm sorry. I need to be able to pray or accept the prayer of the person. Point is, (laughs) it's not enough to say, okay, ah, perhaps you're fighting with your friend and you're like, okay, okay, we don't settle it. We settle it. I I think that um, we can come to a point where, although we are no longer under the law, where restitution is a compulsory thing, um, but we can can have follow-up action. If I steal my friend's money, I steal something that belongs to my friend. I, I may not, since we are no longer under the law, have to restitute for yeah. that thing. But I can um, confess my sin and have a follow-up yeah. action. Yeah. Um, actually be to just buy lunch or, you know, just, just something to be truly sorry about about this thing. You know, um, of course, you are not under the law. And what I just yeah. said now is not a law yeah. or something. But uh, again, it just shows us the mind of God regarding some of these things. And and another thing was um, from verse eleven, chapter five, from, from um, verse eleven down to twenty-nine. Let me say this: jealousy, the spirit. Because when you read chapters yeah. number chapter five, verse six, it says, "When the spirit of jealousy comes upon a man." So there's yeah. a, the spirit of jealousy. We are a man, we are a woman. We are overly jealous. There's a spirit. We need to cast out that spirit. So 
<laughs> the day that your man or your woman becomes overly jealous, just pray. I bind you in the name of Jesus. <laughs> but uh, but um, we see that God God doesn't want a man and a woman to be unfaithful towards each other. Now somebody asked a question in a Bible reading plan and say, why is it that there is no um, um, process? Because what we have here is the process of a woman, yeah. a man being jealous yeah. of his wife. These are the things he would do. But he says, ah, what happened to the will a woman do is it that a man can cheat or or, or something but I, I believe that there, there would be okay. a process and it's possible that the same process goes for the man but it's because I totally believe that there is yeah, God doesn't intend that a man can cheat um, if you read um, Leviticus chapter uh, uh, I think Leviticus chapter 22 or 23 yeah, about uh, it talks about the fact that if a man is caught yeah, um, having yeah. sex with another yeah. woman who is stoned, so yeah. it means that the pony chapter five. I think it's just that the woman will be put away, um, and she should just be on her own. Um, it says the woman shall be. Yeah. That's what he says. We don't know what it means that the woman shall be a gift, but for the man, it was yeah. that. Um, that it will be caused, like it will be um, stoned to death. So it means the man yeah. has a much more serious punishment for um, being unfaithful to his wife. And although yeah. the wife doesn't state that this is the process they will used to know about the man, we still see that God's intention is still that if the man tries it, there will be a much yeah. more punishment. Yeah. You know, uh, um, I, I think I answered the question of the person that asked on the um, Bible reading plan app that we used. And then, um, just one or two things, and then we wrap up here. Um, chapter six of Numbers, I also see that, um, the, the law of the Nazarites. Now, it, it, the law of sacrifice. Sometimes we need to give up certain things for us to go up. We need to give up certain things for us. Yeah. Nazarite has yeah, yeah. to cut his hair. You know, he can't, he can't bab layers. He can't bab phone code. He can't bab, what are these? He can't bab galas. He can't bab punk. He just has to. He can't take one. He can't take. Hey. You know, he, he can't touch the dead. If you... Yeah. Very true. <laughs> As um, then I think finally. Finally, is how that God is very detailed. God is a good administrator. You know, everybody counted, everybody divided. You know, just God, yeah. when Jesus wanted to feed the five thousand, they had to sit down in fifties. Yeah. Uh, and and that that um um in our life, yeah. in, our, in our everyday life as believers, we have to learn to plan to be organized to organize. Yeah, in our institutions, we can have organizations and God is showing us yeah. that he's the king of administration the king of organization and I, I think we can implore, we can also be like God Everything. wherever we find ourselves everybody in their space everybody knowing what to do you have a number you know the number of people that are under your care you know that okay we have 20 males 30 females we have 15 children we have um in the graphics department, we have ten people in the yeah. in the welfare department. <laughs> Pay 
exactly. Paying attention the, to details women, you know, is, is what we women. see in numbers. God cared even every number, and 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 um, that's important. Yeah. That's important. So it's been an interesting journey so far. Um, the book of Leviticus, last episode, this episode, it just shows that it's not actually as boring as we usually thought when we were young. And always, you know, we always run away from reading yeah, numbers, Leviticus, Deuteronomy. Ah, it, it's not it, it's not actually as as boring as as we thought. <laughs> Yeah, and I I think understanding, like you said, understanding the mind of God helps us come to understand even these things, you know, because without understanding God's mind as to the person of Jesus, we can't really understand what we're reading. But because we understand the person of Jesus, so we are able to see his mind in every every time and season, in every Bible yeah. chapter yeah. in every yeah. book of the yeah. Bible. And as if, so. if we read the Old Testament, looking for the mind of God rather than the the um, laws itself, I, I think that we would enjoy reading it more. Um, thank you so much, Pastor Lamiri, for being um, yeah. the co-host today. Share on other scriptures and uh, um, like as as we move forward like that. Yeah. So for whoever is listening, I I I, I trust okay. that you are blessed. It's a long one, but I, I I'm certain that you are blessed. There's a whole lot to say. I, you, you never can imagine that the Old Testament is this interesting. That you know you you would not have enough time to cover through. You know. But I, I'm, I'm glad that you learned a whole lot. If you have questions, you were blessed, you want to share a testimony or something, please reach out to us um, by sending a voice message on this Anchor um, app. You see the voice message button as soon as you click on our page. Um, you can also reach out to us via mail at myltwchurch at gmail.com or best preferably send us an IGDM at, um, on Instagram at ltwfamily. And would connect back to you. Thank you so much for being part of us. God bless you. And I pray that you would have an amazing week. Um, and God will keep revealing himself more and more to you. In Jesus name. Amen. God bless you. Have a great day. Yeah.